Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. We are on episode 99. Can you believe that? I am absolutely buzzing. Like when I first started this, oh my gosh, like it used to take me so long to record an episode because I'd be stopping and starting and I'd be deleting. Like I literally just turn this microphone on and do just chat shit to you guys for about an hour, which is, I absolutely love it. And I hope you all love it too. <laughs> so I've had a week off um, of recording the podcast. We were in Lanzarote last week, first family holiday, which was absolutely amazing. It was so good. Flights were an absolute nightmare, but the holiday itself was so good like seeing the kids the like the confidence getting up in, in the water like throughout the week it was just amazing um so go, go back on friday and i am not going to lie to you guys like i have been struggling to get back into the swing of things um i just don't i just feel like i just i'm just jutting i'm just dead study but as thinking back on it so we got back at like 4 a.m on friday like got very little sleep um and then I've had a crazy busy weekend, like completely unintentional. Um, so I just feel as if I'm still catching up on like washings and food shopping, etc, etc. But being at the gym, feeling a lot better, like got my meals prepped, like did some meal prepping today. Like I feel like I'm getting back to where I need to be and feeling better. But like why am I telling you guys this? But I guess it's to know that like just because I am a coach just because it appears that I might have my shit together on social media, like, I don't, I go through the same struggles as you guys, um, and to be honest, like, the advice that I have taken to myself is the exact same advice that I would give to you guys, like, be self-compassionate with yourself, don't beat yourself up about this, reduce your expectations, like, do what you can, and you will get back into the swing of your your routine and your structure, it just might take a little bit longer than 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 you first intended, and that's okay, because that's going to be a hell of a lot quicker than completely stopping for the next like three weeks, not going to the gym for the next three weeks, not planning and prepping your nutrition for the next three four weeks because you've had a week off and you're just feeling it's a little bit tough to get back into things. Like it is going to feel tough. Like I have had a week off completely disconnecting which was amazing and I really needed it and I've not did it for a long time so of course like I was quite naive to think that I was just going to come like things were just going to click straight back into place like they haven't and that's okay I'm just going to have to like reduce the expectations and just keep chipping away um so this is a client QA 
and I am going to go through some incredible wins, some common struggles. We've had fairly, like, there's been a couple of really common struggles this week, which I will chat you through. Um, and I'm going to answer a couple of questions. No specific questions this week, but there's been a few things that have came up off the back of the podcast, which I just want to kind of chat about. Um, so let's start with the wind, because this is my absolute favourite part. So first one, steps have been good. I'm still really enjoying doing strength workouts and noticing the benefits in my body. I also went to the cinema this week. Instead of getting snacks there, I took a, I took a proper corn mini bag which was 65 calories, and a Galaxy Ripple was 174 calories, way less than I'd usually have at the cinema. And, like, that is amazing. So keeping her fat loss goal in, like, the back of her mind and taking her own snacks with her, enjoying them just as much, um, and, like, having that, like, family time at the cinema um, and just making sure, like, it was everything was aligned with her goals, which... <sighs> Amazing, like could not have asked for anything else. Um, and then just enjoying like the strength workouts, noticing the benefits in her body and like in her everyday life that strength training is going to have. Like not just how it impacts like you at the minute, like maybe being able to lift your kids more easily, do more things around the house, like DVD man comes to your doors, like, oh, do you want a hand with that hen? No, thanks, mate, I've got it, I've got it, thank you. Um, like, that is such a good feeling, like, carrying all your shopping bags in from the house at one time, like, it's things like this that you, you, you take for granted, or I take for granted, but it's because of strength training that I'm able to do these day-to-day things more easily, and I'm, like, and you guys are noticing that now, like, the more consistent you're being with your strength workouts, and I know that nobody really likes to think about, like, their future, like how they're going to be like when they're like 50, 60, 70 but the stuff that you're doing just now in the gym like strength training and stuff like that is going to stand you in such amazing stead for when you are those ages like when you are that age like and I think about it now like I want to be that granny or that great granny running after our grandchildren or great grandchildren like chasing them picking them up like I want to be that person and I'm going to continue doing the strength workouts because that's exactly what they're going to help me do. They're going to help me be independent when I'm older. Um, they're going to help me live a long, healthy life. Like, my husband absolutely slags the life at me because I'm all about longevity. He actually bought me a book. Um, it didn't come in time for going on holiday, but he bought me a book um, about longevity. Um, and I'm buzzing to actually read it. But I used to be very much, like, crossfit and being really, like, like fast and quick and strong and now I'm all about like I still want to be strong I still want to to be healthy but it's just a more like I'm thinking about the future me now um and I think it's since having kids that's became a little bit more um like obvious to me I've got a complete and tangent and I apologise um next one so I made it I dropped a weight class I won my weight class I've got the competing bug again and it's the lightest I've been since 2020 like this is incredible um this person has like did phenomenal in the past few weeks and like the thing that I that I'm most buzzing about is she has got the confidence back in herself like I knew she could do this she now knows that she can do this as well and we are all capable of doing hard things. Usually it's our mind that gives up on us and I'm just absolutely buzzing, 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 buzzing and congratulations for winning your weight class. 
amazing. Um, next one is I went through my holiday clothes and found lots that were too tight last year that now fit. And again, like that's just such a, an amazing confidence boost when this happens, like when you get your holiday clothes down and you're trying them on and you feel amazing in them. And it's just testament to like your hard work, your consistency, your dedication. Um, like buzzing, 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 buzzing. Um, next one, still managed to fit in all my workouts despite, despite being super busy with shifts and life in general and managed to stick to calories despite easier options being available. And again, this is just amazing. Like you guys are all busy. There's not one person in this group that's not busy, but you can work around this you can plan these things in commit to them um and show up and still be in and like still be moving in the direction of your goals like being super busy is not an excuse not to do anything it's about being more proactive with your time more focused with your time you can get these things in like yes it might mean getting up before a shift to do a workout but if that's the option the option and you still want to do your three workouts, you still have that goal, um, like that strength goal or that fat loss goal, like there's, the choice is still there and you get to choose getting up early and doing it or not doing it. Like, but yeah, and you have to be accountable to that choice. Like that's the thing. Like you can't get to the end of the week and be like, oh, I, c- I can't believe I've only got one workout in. Like what could I have done? Like the options have been there. You've just chosen not to do them. And that might be like a bit triggering for some people, but sometimes it's a hard truth, like, you have to try to fit these things in, like, you have to do it, you have to be more proactive with your time, you have to plan your time, you have to show up when you plan a workout, like, if you are planning a workout, like, there's some days I'm planning a workout for, like, half seven at night when the kids are in bed, I do not want to do that workout, I don't, I will give you a thousand excuses, but they're not move. that's not moving me in the direction of my goals, I, sometimes you do have to suck it up and you have to do these things when you don't want to, um, and yeah, like being busy is not an excuse, guys. Sorry. Um, next one, my work trousers I put on felt looser and felt even. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. My work trousers I put on felt looser and felt even though the scales are slow, this has helped me stay focused. And again, like the scales are not the be all and end all. There are going to be some weeks where the scales might not move or they might move slower than they have done previously. But if you've got these other markers, like your clothes, like your progress pictures, like your strength in the gym, measurements, etc. Like these are all indicators that you are losing body fat, even if the scales are not saying they're not moving in the direction that you want to. Okay, so the worst thing you can do is just look at that one that one metric, i.e. the scales, and let that dictate like how you feel your progress is. Because the scales cannot accurately measure um reductions in body fat the scales are there to measure your body weight and we know that that can fluctuate for so many different reasons um water retention being the main one okay so if the scales go up it does not mean that that's body fat like a very um like a quick um turn in the scales so if the scales like jump up really quickly that's actually like a really good and you should be confident to say that that is not body fat like body fat is going to go on slower on the scales um like these these drastic fluctuations are not body fat they're usually water retention because of excess carbs excess salt your period you've not been to the toilet extra food volume stress um like um disrupted sleep 
Like there's loads of things that are going to impact the scales um, that are not that, that is not body fat. Okay, so thinking about these other things, like thinking about your clothes, thinking about um, your progress pictures, etc., because they are also indicators. And to be honest, much like more impactful um, markers of progress. Like who cares how much what what a number is in the scales if your work trousers are fitting you better, like or you're getting your holiday clothes down from the loft and they're fitting you better, but the scales haven't moved. Like really, who who gives a shit if the scales haven't moved when you're getting all these other benefits, which are much, like they're going to give you the confidence boost daily that the scales just can't and it doesn't matter what the scales say. Um, another one. I managed to wear a dress today that didn't fit me a few months ago. Another marker of progress, another reason that what you're doing is working and you need to continue doing it, despite what the scales say. Um, Next one, I found this week tough. Um, Between it being my time of the month and a crazy week with the kids and work, um, I've still not got back on track properly. And I've put this in the winds because despite having a tough week, she's still shown up and did what she could. Um, and that's a win. Because not every week is going to be, like, it's going to feel easy. Like, if you have kids and you have a busy job, like, you are going to have weeks where it's going to feel tough, but you still have to show up and do what you can. And this person did. Um, and even though she feels like she's not got back on track properly, like she's still showing up and doing what she can and it's that consistency, it's that changing mindset that's going to be building the momentum and keep helping her drive forward and it just means that the next time this week these weeks come up, because they will come up we have to be realistic, like these weeks are going to keep coming up she's going to have more tools in her toolbox to help her feel like she is not taking a step back or um, not kind of treading water, like she is going to be still moving forward um, like towards the direction that she wants to go. Last one, I took part in a memorial slash charity lawn bowl tournament yesterday. Um, in brackets, first time bowler. Um, got to the semi-finals and won twenty five pounds. Lots of lunges involved, and I love this because it's like you do something um like you've not did before, and you think, oh, I don't know what, what if I'm going to be good at this or like how this is going to go, and it's it's when your fitness like shines because it's like there's lots of lunges involved your strengthening is coming in there like a cardiovascular is going to come in there like your balance your coordination like your um like loads of different things are going to come in here and it's just it's amazing when random things like this like highlight how far you've came in your fitness journey which i absolutely love um wins were just incredible this week honestly guys like every time i do these check-ins like they just I have the biggest smile on my face and I'm buzzing to come on here. I can't wait to come on and actually speak about them. Um let's move on to the struggles because there was like I said in like the kind of wee intro, there's there was quite a lot of can like um common struggles. Sleep being the main one this week. Like loads of you guys have came on or checked in and just and said that it's been sleep and it's to be honest it's been um a lot of child or children related sleep things like that have came out of nowhere like a lot of people's kids have been good sleepers and they've had like little spells of getting up at night um there must be like has it been a full moon or something this week there must be something in the water so i'm just going to read out one struggle but 
this has been the kind of consistent theme. Um, we're very tired this week. My son has had a wee spell of getting up at night out of nowhere. He's usually a really good sleeper. Um, and I've had to sleep on his phone a couple of nights. Um, I've noticed a, um, the difference the next day, in particular with sugar cravings. So, like, tiredness, especially when it comes out of the blue like this. Like, if you've been consistently getting good night's sleep and then like, your kids start to get up through the night, like, it is going to be really like tough and it's going to probably hit you like a lot harder like I know there's a there, we have a lot of shift workers in the group as well like and the thing is about working shifts like yes it is shit doing night shifts but you can prepare yourself a little bit for doing them like you can get a nap before you um, before you start your shift or that you can try and plan in to have like a longer lie the day of your shift you can plan your sleep the next day like if you're getting up through the night with kids like it's out of your control like it, the, it, it is tough um and the, the advice for this and I know it is super super obvious but you have to get to bed the next night as early as you can to maximize the sleep like and I know for all you mums out there getting like going to bed early the, the following night when the kids are in bed it is so tough because you're sitting thinking right the house is a tip I still need to do this for the following day um, I want to have a little bit of me time. I get that. I totally get that. I feel the exact same. And it's it's tough to give that me time up. But let's be really, really brutally honest here. What are you doing in that me time? I know what I'm doing in that me time. I'm sitting, not watching Netflix, scrolling on my phone. Like, that's not me time. Like... I would, that, that time for me is much better spent getting an earlier night. Turning off Netflix, getting out the scroll hole, doing your skincare, journaling for a little bit, reading some of my book and getting an earlier night. Like I am going to be in a much better position the following day than if I am just sitting mindlessly watching Netflix and like getting deep down a TikTok scroll hole. Like that's not serving anybody. And remembering as well, like, if you are, if this is with kids and stuff, like, hopefully it is just a short phase, it's a short regression with sleep, and then your sleep pattern is going to improve, okay? But especially if you are noticing the differences, the difference the next day and sugar cravings and your ability to go and work out and the quality of that workout, whether you're, if you're not being able to get your steps in because you're exhausted, if you're overeating because you're so tired, that is not moving you forward and it's not moving in the direction of your fat loss goal and that has to be addressed. And the way to address this is by getting earlier nights, alright? So, get really strict with your bedtime routine, even if it's just for a week to notice a difference, trying to get into bed at a consistent time. If you're working working shifts, like that is not going to be realistic but trying to make sure that you are maximising the time that you have in bed. If your child's getting up really early and you want to get, like, so you need to work backwards from that. So say, like, um, I think somebody had mentioned that their son was getting up at, like, 6am. And if you want to get, like, seven, eight hours of quality sleep, you need to work back from that. Okay, so if, if they're getting up at 6, 
you need to really realistically be sleeping by 10, which means that your kind of nighttime routine probably has to start nine, half nine at the very latest. And that's just how you work back from it. And sometimes it just has to be how it, at, at that for a little bit of time because you know your future self is going to um, thank you for doing that. And hopefully it's not going to be forever. I mean, my kids are so young, like, it's probably, it probably feels like it's forever for me, but, um, like, I know it's not. It's tough in the time, it is tough in the time, like, we can't take anything away from that, but it's only going to be tougher if you don't prioritise in the early night. Um, next, kind of common struggle has been tracking. So there's been a few people who have um, felt like they have either been off track because they've not been tracking or they've struggled to track um, over the weekend just either because they haven't got around to it um, or they have, they've not had as much time like somebody was, was solo parenting um, so and somebody else just felt like they've just been very inconsistent with tracking um, and they're, they're not really enjoying it anymore okay so the it's came up with clients who are in different parts of their journey, okay? So there's been a couple of clients who are, like, have been tracking for a good couple of months now. Probably have all, the, like, the knowledge and the education that they need or they, that they are going to get from tracking and they can start to move away from, from tracking. Especially the people who are not enjoying tracking anymore, who are finding it a little bit of a drag. To be honest, I am one of these people now. Like, I tracked for, I tracked for a year and a half, which, looking back now, is probably too long to be tracking, um, built up a huge knowledge base, like so much education with it, um, which is why now, if I, I try to go back to tracking and I lasted two days, I'm just like, this is just not for me anymore. I don't want to track, I don't I don't enjoy tracking. And I now know that it's you don't have to track to get results. Like, And guys, I feel like a total broken record, Like, but tracking is not the, the only way to get results. And for, like, a few of you now, like, you've been doing it long enough, like, you have gained all the knowledge that you need about, like, food, alcohol, your habits around food um, to help you move away. And always remember, like, tracking is always going to be there if you need to come back to it, um, even if it's just for, like, a week. Even if you don't want to completely go cold turkey with tracking, if you there, there's ways that we can gradually move away from it so that you are not tracking um so if you want any of that information that like please like just drop me a message let me know um but for the majority of people so the the one person who's been tracking for about four weeks now like um for you like I, I would say potentially keep tracking for a little bit longer like but it's for it's knowing that I don't want you to be tracking forever. Like tracking is not a lifelong tool. So it's bearing that in mind and it's it's thinking about so for most people like it's about building a basic meal structure that works for you and your goals currently. Okay, so if, if you've still got a fat loss goal, like thinking about building like three like a structure of three meals and like one slash two snacks. These meals are all high in protein, so they've all got a source of protein. And because you've been tracking for so long, you know, like, what a source of protein looks like for you, okay? That is usually about, like, a palm size, um, like, portion of meat, um, 
when it, if it comes to like your yogurt and stuff it's like 150 200 grams of like greek yogurt or like a high protein yogurt um we're also thinking about having plenty of fruit and veg in these meals um just to bulk them out without drastically increasing the calories in them like having a source of complex carbs so like your rice your pasta potatoes um or like a bagel or a wrap um and some like healthy fats in there so portion size of healthy fats would be like potentially the size of your thumb portion of your complex carbs would be um like a fist kind of rough um looking portion obviously like your wrap your your bagel etc like that's going to be like your portion like you're not going to be cutting like a fast size portion out of a wrap kind of thing um but that's your basic structure all right and then because you've been tracking for like a little bit of time like you're going to know roughly the calories in your meals now so you're going to know roughly what you're you're consuming in a day okay and that's like you just need to kind of start to stick to this um and usually what happens or what I tend to find what happens what usually happens with myself as well is that there tends to be some mindless snacking will always come in or when something crops up at the weekend or your structure changes or you've got like a run of shifts etc or you've got something socialising coming on um, like that's kind of sometimes where thing you, you, that people struggle with the most when they're moving away from tracking okay but just know like you can still do the same things that you've been doing with tracking when you're not tracking so banking calories so instead of like taking away 200 calories you just cut a snack out or you cut the portion of carbs out of one of the meals during the week and that's going to give you a little bit of a buffer for the weekend um but you're still like banking calories, you're just not tracking those banked calories, if that makes sense, which hopefully it does. Um and as well, like if you're still if you're still have a fat loss goal but you want to move away from tracking, like you are gonna to have to still make some compromises. There is gonna to have to be some sacrifice in there. Like it's the only way that you are gonna create a calorie deficit, but you don't have to track these calories like to create it like tracking calories is not the only way to do it and like for the person who'd spoken about um feeling like they didn't have that control because they weren't tracking like just because you're not inputting it into kahunas or my fitness pal or wherever you're tracking your calories doesn't mean that your body doesn't know that you're eating it like do you know what I mean like your body is the, the most accurate calorie tracker that you have it is not my fitness pal it is not kahunas it's your body, so you feeling out of control because you're not tracking calories, like that's probably what you what we need to address first. Um, because it it's you're still accountable to the calories you're putting in your body, even if you're not using my fitness pill. And there are ways around this. One of them is um like you're tuning into like your hunger and your fullness cues. Um and there is a resource in the vault. Um, oh my gosh, why can't I remember what it's called? That's terrible. The Hunger Scale. I had to go and look that up. And I've just talked about hunger and fullness cues, so it really should have been pretty obvious. <laughs> but um, you can use the Hunger Scale um, that is going to... So you have a scale of like um, 0 to 10, and you can rate your hunger on this scale. So... 
what we want to do is we don't want to go past like seven of a, on the fullness in a hunger scale, especially when we're dieting. Um, so we're trying to create that calorie deficit. We don't want to be eating to the point that we are absolutely stuffed and we're feeling sick. We want to stop when we're comfortably full. And then we want to eat when we are like hungry. So we don't want to eat when we're feeling like that horrible, sick, nauseous way hungry, like you're absolutely starving. But you are going to want to push that hunger a little bit. So especially like, so the hunger school is a really good tool to use um, like when you are, one, when you're dieting, but also like when you're approaching like more of a maintenance um, like point of view and we are looking at moving, like moving forward from here and um, like addressing that. So you can use it throughout your journey, but it's just being more mindful of when you are um, dieting, you are going to have to push that hunger a little bit more. Like so when we're thinking about like mindful eating, it's about noticing like these hunger and these fullness cues. Um and then when we are thinking about dieting as such, we are going to have to push that hunger a little bit more because we are trying to create that de- that deficit. Um but the resource in the, the vault, which is called the hunger scale, is um is going to help you with that. So definitely check that out. Um because that is something that's not only going to help you with your tracking as well, like if you are still tracking, but it's going to help you move past tracking, it's going to help you into maintenance, it's going to help you really um, tune in to your body, to when you're feeling hungry, to when you're feeling full, to like what that hunger actually is, like is it a, is it a physical hunger or am I bored? Is it, is it physical hunger or am I um, emotional, like am I feeling stressed, I've had a stressy day at work and I'm turning to foods, like, it, it also helps with that side of things as well, and it also helps, like, the opposite end, so am I full, like, am I going to just be finishing my plate because, like, my mum always told me, like, they're starving kids in, Al- in Africa, so finish your plate, like, or as somebody told me that it's rude to leave food, or am I, am I taking, am I taking that piece of cake because I feel bad for saying no, it helps with all of these things as well. So it's something to, to really look into, especially if you want to move, if you're ready to move past tracking or if you feel like you've got that, um, like I'm only in control if I'm tracking kind of mentality. Like we need to move away from that and this is a really useful tool that you can use to help you move past that. Um, Next struggle was somebody who had commented on having a mindless binge last night. Um, she'd made fairy cakes with the kids and ate four of them after they went to bed. First of all, or firstly, what I had to do was clarify that this wasn't a like a binge binge. Um, it was overeating and it's really important that I'd had to do that because if it was a binge, like a binge eating episode, like that is out with my scope of practice. Um, because binge eating is actually like it's it's a eating disorder, and that would that does need further um like support and guidance. Um, so the difference between like a binge and overeating, a binge is 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 something where you are eating food and you feel out of control eating this food. Like if somebody, like this is dramatic, but if somebody was to hold a gun to your head, you could not stop yourself from eating. Overeating, on the other hand, is you feel in in control 
of the episode, but you're just choosing to eat a little bit more, okay? If somebody asks you to stop, you absolutely could. Um, so, first of all, we over we we um, clarified it wasn't a binge. She over ate, um, but you do have to kind of think about the language you're using. Like, I think that like binge is, is played down a little bit because you always talk. I say it myself, like, oh, I binged on like Yellowstone last night, like. But when it comes to this, like when it comes to talking about food and talking about binging and stuff, like we do have to be careful. Especially when like from a coach's point of view. Like I have to be careful that you are not having like a, a like a proper like um binge because if you are like you we would refer out and we would get you the help that you needed. Um but this person didn't. She'd realised it was um it was down to like tiredness and boredom. And that is also like so you have to do a little bit of self-reflection so if you do have a, a like a um a night where you do overeat for some reason you have to reflect on why you did that because the tools that we can use moving forward are going to be very much dependent on why you actually overeat in the first place so this person was um her her triggers where she was tired and she actually identified she was a little bit bored so what we've did for her is we have prioritised sleep this week. We are making sure that she is getting like a consistent bedtime. She's got a nighttime routine. Um, we're going to get her some quality sleep so she's not as tired the next day. And also addressing the boredom. So having some distraction techniques in there so that she um, doesn't turn to food when she's bored. Um, next, so yeah. What I was going to say about that was like you have to identify the reason why you overeat and then have some tools in your toolkit to address that. So it might have been stress and actually distracting herself when she's stressed doesn't work. It might have been um, anxiety and distracting herself away from that anxiety will not help. So it's just as going to depend on the reason why what we do moving forward and your toolkit is going to be completely different to somebody else's so you have to find things for you that work for you and also know that turning to food on the occasion like to soothe an emotion is not a bad thing okay there's no reason to feel guilty or shame about this that is a, is a, a legitimate coping mechanism it just can't be your only coping mechanism we have to find other ways around this um Next struggle, I didn't have a meal plan this week uh, um, as I've had some friends visiting in various in various days out that were not the norm. So I just tried to make wise choices with food. And that's exactly what you need to do in these weeks, okay? So busier weeks, we need to make the best decisions we can and that's okay. Like, this person could quite easily have given herself the excuse to do nothing this week. Um, I've got a friend over, I'm just going to like sack the week off and I'll start again next week but she didn't she showed up she did what she could and next week if you don't have friends or if you've got a quieter week it does mean that you can um, push a little bit harder than you did the week before and that's how you have consistency okay it's moving away from this perfectionism from this all or nothing mentality and thinking about how you can be consistent how you can show up on the weeks that you're busier um like, I just had a one-to-one call with a new client um, who had a desk job. 
and she was saying how the week, like last week, she had an absolutely hellish day and her steps were only at like 3,000. So she got home from work, she was like stressed, she was in a really bad mood and she was like, well, what can I do? Am I going to just mope and sulk or am I going to go out and get a walk in? Like, yes, I'm not going to meet my target, but that's okay. And that's exactly what she did. So she went out a walk. I think she got her, her steps up to like five, six thousand. Um, but she came back in in a much better mood. Um, and she was building that consistency. She was building that momentum. And that's what we need to, to, to think about, okay? So it's not about being perfect. Just because you can't hit things perfectly doesn't mean to say you give up. You do what you can. And that builds momentum, builds consistency. And these small actions taken throughout all your non-negotiables every day, over weeks, over months, they're going to build to incredible results. Um, next struggle. Also, with all the running around, I've not planned and prepared proper meals. I've got a big shot planned and meals pl- and meal planning will resume. That's one thing this blog has taught me. Taught me the importance of planning and how much easier it makes life. Like, I could not have said this better myself. Like, planning is going to make everything easier. It's going to reduce the decision fatigue. You're going to feel much less overwhelmed. You're going to procrastinate less. You're going to be more focused, more mindful with your actions. Planning for every single person. I do not care. Like, I don't care who you are, what you do, what your goals are. Planning will help you. Like, that's it. End of. Mic drop. Let's go. You guys have all got the planner in the vault that's going to help you. You've got like that PPP system. You've got the, the weekly planner. You can use that if you like that. Or you can go electronic, Google Calendar. Like I've used that for a little bit. It's amazing. Flags up little reminders if you need a reminder to do things. Um google calendar it and then you can like schedule it for every single day it's going to help build habits um it's going to make your life a lot easier um if you're a shift worker like I've, i use my shift planner like just to get like my shift in there child care etc etc like getting things down planning them it's going to make your life so much easier and if you're if you're a bit on the fence about it please just try it try it for a week and see the difference it makes to your life like, I, I will, I will bet, I don't know what I'm going to bet, what, what am I going to bet? A tenner. But if somebody comes to me and is like, I'm not a big planner, like it doesn't make a difference to me, like you're not doing it right, sorry, but if you do it right for a week, like it's going to make a massive difference to you. Um, another thing like, so off the back of this, like so um, somebody else also commented in their check-in about um like being organised in the midst of a busy week um, and being in the office more, which took it, which took its toll on her. So it was about pl- like lack of planning, lack of organisation. And something you can think about in, in this situation is like to learn from this. So if you found that you weren't as organised in the, like the middle of the week, like what is in your control moving forward that you can minimise the stress like this is going to put on you is it 
can you make sure that you've planned your, your breakfast and lunch? Like, can you delegate dinner duties? Do you have to make the dinner every night? Can you get your partner to do it? Can you get HelloFresh? It's, it's full of long instructions. Can you get ready meals? Like, do you need to make sure, like, when you are in the office, you're blocking off time to have a lunch break? Like, I know so many of you guys work so hard and you will work, you'll work through your lunch break without even realising it. Do you have to block off time? Do you have to let your boss know this is when I'm taking my lunch every single day? You're all entitled to a lunch break. Like, reflecting on, like, exactly why things are taking its toll, why you, why you don't feel that organised, why... um these weeks start to run away from you, why they're taking its toll, like reflect on why this is happening and then put some things in place to help you next time. Because these weeks are going to come up, like I've spoken about it before, these weeks are going to continue to come up, but you can be better prepared for the next week. And that's what matters, that's what counts. Okay, so I'm going to move on to like just a couple of little questions. And like I said, they weren't actually dedicated dedicated questions. But I just feel like we can talk about them and there's going to be some things that will come up that are going to help. So the first one was, um, I just wish I could get back properly on track um, as I feel as if I was heading in the direction and feeling better. Okay, So this is somebody who is, um, she is just finishing up on Project Your Best Self and she's moved over into the Empower Group. So I think it's really important to remember how far we've came. So... Not every week is going to feel amazing. Not every week is going to feel like you are making like leaps and bounds progress, especially like at the start of your, your journey, like when the motivation is high and you're living, loving life and things are going great, like you're going to feel like you're making a ton of progress really, really quickly. And then it's going to start to dip. And that is completely normal at any, any stage of a journey. Then you're going to have a busier week or you're going to have a holiday and you're going to feel like you're taking a step back. You can never take a step back because you have learned so much along the way. Okay, so these are little blips, but they're not completely catastrophized back unless you actually catastrophize them, unless you completely give up and you think, fuck it, I'm not doing anything else. Okay, that's the only way that you're going to end up taking steps back. Okay, everybody here is busy. Most of you have kids, or you have a thriving career, or you have both, you absolute legends. Like you're going to have busy weeks. It is inevitable. But it is about managing these weeks. It's about managing the expectation that you have on these weeks. Like you cannot have expect to have a really busy week and you can't have everything perfectly and expect to make the progress that you have before. Like that is just and if you have those expectations, like you are obviously going to feel disappointed when it comes to the next check-in and maybe the scales haven't moved or your measurements haven't went down or your photos don't look at that like look different or you don't, you've not noticed a difference in your strength in the gym because you've just not been able to go consistently. Like, if you're expecting these big changes and they don't happen, like, you have to manage your expectations and you have to think about what you can actually achieve. Like, but actually doing this, reducing your expectations, managing these expectations, it actually means you can drive forward quicker because you don't feel like a failure. And you're not a failure, but I get why you feel like that. So if you have the expectation that you're going to, like, you're rammed full with, a, like, kids have got hundreds of stuff on, they're off school, and they've got hundreds of activities, they're nipping your head, you're solo parenting, but you've also got work stuff to do, but you've also got the expectation or the, 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 
you want to go to the gym three times a week. Like, no, you have to lower that, okay? So potentially in that week that you see coming up that's going to be super busy, two home workouts and you have a focus on your nutrition because that's something you have a little bit more control over. This is examples, by the way. Like, I'm not saying this is what you need to do. But just reducing that, automatically you will feel better. You will feel less overwhelmed. You will Because you know that you can do this, you will be more focused. You will be more driven just by reducing that expectation, okay? And this is something I do. So I know the impact, like, how impactful that can be on your week, Okay. Because if you have like all these unrealistic expectations, both of like what you can achieve in that week, but also the results that you're expecting, you are going to be disappointed and you're going to feel like you're not getting anywhere when you absolutely are. So reduce those expectations, manage the expectations that you're expecting and just watch like the difference in mindset and how you feel that you can um, show up and move forward okay because you are going to still be making progress yes it's going to be slower but it's going to be a hell of a lot faster than if you could just completely stop because you feel like you've completely messed up um last little question but it wasn't a question but um this person that commented how she was planning on eating better this week um she feels like ham has been her only protein source every lunch and she made a comment to say that they say that ham isn't great don't they and Again, this is one of those like diet culture, like internet, like phenomenons that that say like carbs are bad or don't eat eggs because of the cholesterol or diet juices, cleanses, etc. Like ham is not bad. Okay, ham is processed, yes, but in this day and age, you're not going to go like a full day without eating something processed, and it's not about like cutting these processed things out. It's about like. You want to eat more variety of like whole foods, your fruit and vegetables, etc, etc. But completely um, cutting processed foods out, it's just not um, achievable. It's not, it's not, um, it's not going to help you in the long run. And like a little bit of processed food, like ham, for example, like is absolutely fine in a balanced, um, a balanced diet. Okay. And the thing about ham is like, if you are only eating ham, like you're going to have to eat like quite a lot of ham to get up to like your twenty odd grams of protein. Um, but this person is like having like ham and cheese sandwiches, so you're getting like protein from the ham, you're getting protein from the cheese, you're getting protein from the bread. It's a balanced meal. There's there's like complex carbs, there's protein in there, there's some fats in there. Like she's having, she was having like a side salad with it and stuff. Like that's a balanced meal, and it, it's just it does my nut in sometimes when folk are like oh don't eat don't eat bread or don't eat ham or because it's processed or like eggs have cholesterol like it just annoys me because it confuses so many people and they think that they're being hashtag bad for eating ham when ham is a legitimate source of protein you just might have to eat a little bit more of it to bump up your protein and that's all so rant over Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Um, if you are interested in working with me, um, being part of um, the group, the next group starts on the 21st of August. I haven't actually properly advertised it. There's only a few spaces left. If you do, if you would like one of those spaces, please get in touch. I will leave the details in the show notes. Um, 
but yeah, I hope you all have lovely, lovely days and I will speak to you all on the next episode, which is episode 100 and I have got the most amazing guest lined up and I absolutely can't wait to, to record. So yeah, speak to you all then and yep, have lovely, lovely days. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person and that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.